He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Hello, hello, everybody. We are back again. We've made it. I have not canceled myself. This is episode two of Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Uh, we can be found at awkwardwithevan.com, on Facebook and Twitter at awkwardwithevan, and also on uh, patreon.com slash funnyevan. And uh, please, be, if you have the time, uh, like, share, subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and uh, you can find us on iTunes as well as Google Play, as well as Stitcher. And uh, yeah, just want to thank you guys for the feedback I've already gotten. Uh, it's been fun. It's been fun telling people that I already have a podcast. <laughs> the way I describe a, a podcast to someone is it's kind of like radio, uh, just without the listeners. But according to my statistics, I have listeners. And that's plural, guys. That means two or more. So that's fun. And I did mention Patreon. That is a website I'm going to discuss a little later uh, where I can uh, get support from you guys uh, to keep this show going, keep the show free. I have a Patreon. I have a patron, actually. I have one patron, and it's my mom. <laughs> it's my mom. And she actually she actually made a donation that was actually like not even the lowest tier. She went like four or five tiers into the number of tiers you can get. So she said, I felt cheap at first. I didn't want to, since I am a grandma, I, I think I was a little cheap now. So I wanted to raise it. So she raised her, her support, but then she said, uh, let me know if it's a bust as if she doesn't want to keep paying every month. So I'm glad that my mom has the faith in me, I guess, uh, to, for her to, con for me to continue this hobby and uh, I'll I'll see what I'm gonna do. We'll see what I'm gonna do going forward. Uh, but I don't think this is going anywhere, guys. Because if you look in the show notes, this is episode zero zero two, not two, as if I'm only gonna do nine episodes. Not o two, like I'm only gonna do up to ninety nine episodes. This is zero zero two, which means I could do. 999 episodes. And if I do make it to episode 1000 in about, you know, 15, 20 years, then I'll probably just have to re-edit the show notes of all the past 999 episodes to get that extra zero in there. But that's my poor foresight. So uh, it's going to be fun today. Um, I always felt like I pressured myself into having to get uh, two friends, two Facebook friends per episode. And I realized like, I don't need to do that, man. I can get an episode with a friend uh, just one friend per episode, uh, unless there's a theme. And I will let you guys know about the theme I'm going to have for episode three at the end. But uh, episode two, today is going to be fun because I got one of my really good friends uh, to come on and chit chat with me uh, about a little of everything. We went to college together. Uh, we both, um, I guess he grew up in New York uh, for some of his childhood. So he was a, a fan of New York sports like I was. Uh, we have, we don't have some, we, we don't really over, we only overlap on the Knicks and we didn't even talk about the Knicks. Um, but we did talk about Francesicon and we're going to explain what that is. Uh, it's my friend Adrian Willerat. He's on Facebook and he is one of my few good friends on Facebook 
that has yet to give himself a profile picture. So we're going to explain that. We're going to explain, uh, you know, what life is like in DC, um, who we went to high school with that is actually a, a pretty prominent figure in, in the election season. So uh, definitely ha- check it out. It's a nice, uh, fun conversation. I think it's the best conversation we've ever had. Uh, so uh, hopefully you guys will, will dig it, especially if you guys uh, went to Tufts University and uh, were, were there when I was there. Uh, so this is uh, Socially Awkward uh, with the one and only Adrian Willerat. And if you do hear anyone in the background, uh, that is Beckett in the bath during the entire call. Because when the wife's not home and you got a child, you got to just stick him in the bath and hope he's quiet enough to talk to Adrian. And uh, my sound's not too great on that one, so sorry about that in advance. But uh, it was a good conversation. This is me and Adrian, a.k.a. the A-Train, Willerat. All right, guys, we're here on Socially Awkward. My first guest, Miles, really. This is, this is the Adrian episode. Uh, he is the A-Train. His name is Adrian Willerat. We went to college together. What is up, my friend? What's up, dude? Good to hear from you. Yeah, how, how are things in D.C.? Things are good. Things are hot, literally. It's <laughs> sweltering out there. But some like it hot. I like it hot. So it's cool. <laughs> This is going to be great. Cool, man. So, yeah, you've been in D.C. all your life. Oh, it's pretty much. I mean, we had our... Pretty much. um, Pretty much. I consider myself a native Washingtonian, one of the few, one of the proud. Now, because I guess one thing that I remember when we we ran cross country and track in college, and the thing we knew was like when you came from D.C., we can ask you now, um, we always ask you what it was like because you went to the same high school as Chelsea Clinton. Was that? I did. Yeah. I did indeed. You guys are more acquaintances, though. Yeah, we were acquaintances. Um, it was, you know, the thing was, it was not weird at all. Um, right. The weird thing was that it was not weird at all. It was just a regular school with regular people. Everyone was treated exactly the same. I mean, there were. The children of dignitaries and politicians and people involved politically throughout the school. So it just really was not a big deal. So do you think if Facebook was around back then, you guys would be Facebook friends? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest Facebook person, as you well know. Oh, we're going to get um, some. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Uh, it was a small school. Everyone knew each other. Um, people ninth through 12th grade. If you had, if you didn't have a conversation with, uh, every single person, which, which some people in fact did, but even if you didn't, you knew who the other person was and you knew what they were about. So it was a pretty small, close knit community and, um, it was a very tolerant community. Yeah. So, um, it was a great environment. It was a, it, it was, uh, it was a, warm, um, protective environment, which I think is good for high school. How big was your class? Like less than a hundred people then? Um, most classes were less than a hundred. Mine was about 125, which was yeah. the largest at the time. Okay. No, I mean, I've performed at like the, the high school grad parties and, you know, usually I'm 
sometimes stuck performing for classes of like four or 500 students. But then when I hit some like private schools and they're like less than a hundred, I'm like, Oh, this is heaven. They'll all pay attention. But, uh, yeah. So that you guys were a smart bunch, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty intense. Um, uh, everyone was, was challenged academically. So, um, it was a, it was interesting preparation for college, good preparation for college. Cool. So yeah, and one of the reasons I'm having you on also because I like to have a different Facebook friend of mine on for each episode. Um, I mean, I've only done one so far, and it was my wife and my kid, uh, who's now in the bath right now. All so, if I have to like, if he comes out and comes in, you'll hear him. Beckett, Beckett in the bath. I like Beckett. it. He's in the bath with like forty different toys. It's like almost like there was a shipwreck in the bath, and everything just rose to the top. I don't think I ever had a bath as fun as a bath with 40 different toys when I'm three years old. I'm kind of <laughs> envious. Yeah, no, he's got it. He's got like a, a full gamut of like superheroes and cups to pour water on himself. So it's, it's a good life. He's um, a lucky little, he's a lucky little kid. I hope uh, you remind him of that. I, I hope so. Hopefully he learns to appreciate stuff, but right now he's more demanding. He'll just, just won't wait for stuff. <laughs> like if I, if he wants blueberries and I say one minute, he's like, no, I want blueberries. And if like he has to go to the bathroom, he wants me to like come with him. And it's, you know, my life, fatherhood. Well, you, you are, you are his father. So. Yes. So, um, but yeah, so we are also Facebook friends, uh, you know, as a circum, not, we would be friends anyway, but we would, but, uh, with Facebook, you don't go on Facebook, though, do you? Or do you ever check it? I do check it occasionally. One might say rarely. Um, sometimes someone will ask me to look at something or there'll be um, a picture I should look at or I need to accept friend requests. So I do go on uh, when I need to, but it is pretty rare I would say like in the percentage of Facebook users who have an active account, I'm probably the bottom of, uh, <laughs> of those people who, in terms of frequency. Cause what I do is like, I get, I, you don't have a profile picture yet. So you, for all you know, to everyone that doesn't know you, they could think you're like some sketchy bot or something we don't know, but I've had, I have photos of you on Facebook and I tag you on them. As it's almost like, it's almost like a nudge. Cause the thing is when I tag you on my Facebook stuff, like people like it, like everyone from our college will, will like and comment and everything. So I don't know if I should like use That's it. Great. What? That's great. I appreciate you tagging me. I like your pictures. <laughs> it's cool. It's funny. It's a great way to reminisce. It's a great way to stay in touch. I love it. So I appreciate you're doing that. If you want, I mean, if you want to give me your Facebook password, I will log in for you. I'll give you a, a profile pic if you want. Or do you like being <laughs> a faceless mystery man? You know, I'll consider it. I'm a little <laughs> scared of what might happen, but I'll take that under under consideration. Well, my Adrian photos, there's only two really. There's one was the, the one that Mara sent us. Uh, you know, she sent us great, one. Great photo. Great photos. Reception, I guess. I don't know. Right before we graduated. It's yeah. in the in the trailer for the podcast. So if people want to watch the trailer, I, I put saw it. it. I saw the trailer. I watched it. It was good. <laughs> it was a high quality production. It was. I think it uh, it shows your 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 pretty wild and uh, entertaining life. It it shows, it shows I'm a little off my rocker, but it's okay. You got to be. Um, but better the, than better than being a little, better than being a little off your John rocker. 
Yes, Walker. Oh, where's John Rocker these days? He's not on the seven train. I don't know where he is. He played, Probably in Macon, Georgia. Maybe. I remember he played for the Long Island Ducks after his pro career. Timo, I think Timo Perez did too. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, I gotta see if they're still around. I don't know if know the Long Island Ducks are still around. I, they're definitely. Well, I don't say definitely. I, I'm ninety percent sure they're still around. I think they specialize in in like acquiring players who had one fantastic season and then you never heard from them again. Yeah. Um, when so that's so the one picture I have is the Tufts Tufts experience. Then I have the other photo I have of you on Facebook is when we were at Francesicon. How would you? Yes, dis- that was fun. That was fun. Describe Francesicon to someone who does not know what the heck we're talking about right now. Sorry, would you say describe how would you, it? How would you describe Francesicon? All right, Francesicon, which I will admit I had never heard of, and <laughs> you informed me about it last year. It is a gathering of several hundred of the most rabid, enthused, passionate fans of the WFAN New York sports talk radio legend, Mike Francesa. Yes. Um, it's a collection of, um, of people who just love the guy, and there are uh, impersonators. There is... Um, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of sports talk. And this year, Mike Francesa made an appearance with his um, sidekick, uh, the Mad Dog, the Mad yeah. Dog Chris Russo. And I would be remiss if I did not point out that uh, the host of this podcast, Evan Wexell, was the MC of FrancesaCon for, I believe, the second year in a row. And you did a great Was-y- job. Yes, this was the this is the third year they did it. I guess like a couple of fans just year one, it was just a bunch of people showing up in a bar and like packing the bar, and it was just kind of done as like a meetup. But then like they got a big venue, Intervring Plaza last year, and uh, <laughs> they like packed in a thousand people. And like Mike Rand says, it didn't really take it seriously after year one. But he's like, oh, maybe I'll show up for year two. You make it for charity. So he showed up. When he came out last year, like it was, it was amazing. It was a kind of sad in a way because he was like now in on it. Cause it's kind of fun to like have this whole convention and, and he's like not really self aware of what's going on. And he's, and still like, you know, all of us crazy people just dressing up That's and. That's true. But I think, like, I think that when you, I think that, um, Mike Francesa, when he arrived this year and he looked out on the, st- from this stage into the audience and he saw those two, 300 people just screaming and all going nuts for him Yeah. as a, as a sports talk radio guy, as someone who's in the limelight to a degree, you have to get like an adrenaline, adrenaline rush from that adulation. Uh, like he was digging it. He was digging all the love from the fans. I love being on that stage so much last year. I mean, I, I, I volunteer. I flew on my own dime from like, I flew on it during like the biggest blizzard ever. So it got like postponed the first time in January. So then I flew back in March and that's when, yeah. It was hardcore. It was hardcore. And, and I had my dad there. My dad is like the oldest one in the building. So he got Your dad to- was a rock star. Your dad was rocking it. Your dad got a standing ovation. Yeah, he got an ovation. We, we made it onto the MLB network, did a little feature on it. And we, uh, we were in like a split second of us like meeting them. So that was kind of fun. Nice. 
Yeah. Tell the audience what your dad was doing backstage before the show started. Backstage, you know, my dad's backstage at Irving Plaza, which is a venue that's been played by like the Ramones and U2 and the, you know, everyone in between. And he's just reading the paper in the green room. And I'm just like getting ready to go on in front of a thousand people. That's downtime. <laughs> that's, that's quality downtime. Some people do yoga. Some people do meditation. He's, Evan's dad reads the newspaper. It's great. It's so we can get ready to like, you know, stand on the Irving Plaza floor for like four hours in a row. It's cool. Hey, I stood next to him that entire time. It was great. I mean, you have to watch your backpack. So you got to stay with your stuff. That's in the true. <laughs> Huge ass That's true. Um, yeah. But I mean, you know, cause once they get there, then it's, then it's like they go to the side of the venue and then they, they're taking photos and autographs for a few hours. So I'm left, you know, entertaining whoever's still paying attention. Or the house band is, you know, trying to do their thing, but really everyone just like congregates over to like the side to just wait for their, you know, their meet and greet, which is great. But we got to find a way yeah. to. It was good. It was a good event. It was good. And you, you did a great job. People, people, I don't know, thirty or forty people came up to you afterwards and shook your hand okay. and said thanks for doing it. That's that was pretty cool. Good. I look forward to doing it again because he's retiring. He's going to leave FAN like around after the Super Bowl. So oh, I didn't know that. Is that public? Is that public information? Uh, yeah, he made it known. He did like a, an interview where he mentioned that it wasn't like a negotiating ploy. So he's retiring. But so we have like one more Francescon, I think, where he'll be like uh, employed. Then we'll probably just still have him, even though he's 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 gone. Uh, we'll probably just still show up until like we're eighty. And uh, yeah, so the legend, the legend will live. The legend will live. Now, do you? Still get you still listen to FAN even if you can get it in DC. You still listen like if it's at the right time of day. Yeah, um, when the sun goes down, when the moon comes up, I can sometimes pick up WFAN on my on my little clock radio. Um, something that I don't know the science behind it. You know, science was uh, never my strong suit, but uh, I can uh, for whatever reason at night. Um, you can pick up radio stations from far away. So it'll fade in and out, but I can pick it up. And um, sometimes the late night, I, I like the late night talk show host. And so yeah. it's cool to get that, uh, get, get a sense of what other New York sports fans are feeling and, uh, and uh, what the latest criticism of the Mets is. Yeah. It's a crazy signal. I think I once may have gotten it in Michigan, but I'm not sure. I, Dude, I got it in Michigan too. I got it in Northern Michigan <laughs> years ago. It was crazy. It was it was better than it in, than it is in Washington. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, so you're not. So it's kind of the Mets are what they're sixty and sixty right now. When we're Mets, doing. yeah. It's it's bad. It's bad. They're getting some players back off the disabled list this right. weekend, which was a good sign. But um, they're playing the San Francisco Giants, the St. Louis Cardinals. These next seven games, four against the Giants, three against the Cards, they're, it really couldn't make or break the rest of the season. Um, they really got to turn it up if they want to have any shot at making the wild card. Yeah. Do you see Terry Collins uh, sticking around if they don't make the playoffs? Um, no. I, I, think, I think this is a crucial year for him. Yeah. I mean, he deserves a lot of credit. Um, Last year, up until around the 1st of August, the Mets were, were flailing. And um, according to the New York Mets beat writers, the only thing holding the team together was the manager, Terry Collins. Wow. And um, once they acquired um, some of those 
those key players um, like Juan Uribe, Kelly Johnson, Joanna Cespedes, um, Tyler Clippard. Those are all, you know, yeah. good players, and, and they really mark the turnaround. But Terry Collins deserves a lot of credit for holding the team together before they uh, picked up those key pieces. And then, of course, leading the team of the World Series. Um, I was not the biggest Terry Collins fan, but I definitely came around to his ability to um, build cohesion and make sure that um, uh, morale was up and, of course, getting the team to the World Series. Um, that being said, um, if the Mets don't make the playoffs this year, I think management is going to go in a different direction. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed watching their run last year. I mean, obviously, it's sacrilege for me to say I was rooting for the Mets, but I don't know. I was rooting for the fans. I was honestly, I was rooting for the Mets fans because it was cool to see like the game they won where Billy Joel, they're all singing Billy Joel together in game three, I think. It's pretty. Something uh, like that. Yeah. That was fun to watch though. We're we're pretty passionate about the Mets. I mean, um, we're kind of like the Yankees little brother. Um, The Yankees are the most storied team in professional sports. And so the Mets are the new kids on the block, and um, we're we're usually either really good or really bad, and nine times out of ten it's really bad. So that that ten percent of the time when we're really good, we really have to celebrate it. No, I mean they're uh, they're they're the higher profile team right now, though. The way as a Mets fan, what do you think of the Yankees when they sold all those those players? Like Chapman went, Miller went, Beltran went, Nova went. You pay attention. I like that move. I like yeah. that move. Objectively, I like it. You've got to acknowledge when it's not your year to win, mm-hmm. and you've got to rebuild. I don't know if I don't know if it's in vogue to call it in vogue to call it rebuilding, but you have to do what you need to do to acquire young talent, as they say. And so, I really like the Yankees' moves to um, trade away their their high contract guys, their expensive guys, and get some young pieces they can build around. I like that. I wish the Mets had done that um, over the last 15 years. I really do because um, it's not about this year. It's not about the big name player. It's about building a solid core of guys who you think can stick around for seven, eight years to really provide consistent, consistent talent, consistent results, consistent wins um, for many years in a row. Yeah. I mean, I think they could just come back. They can come back, whole and dominant next year again if I mean if Matt Harvey's back and everyone else is getting their bone spurs handled and it should be fine I guess Harvey he had a rib removed is that what it, the surgery was he did oh my gosh he did he did he he had um thoracic. Uh, uh, a, exactly thoracic outlet syndrome which several yeah. high profile athletes have had and um there was another pitcher whose name I'm I'm forgetting, but uh, he tweeted a few months ago that uh, ribs are overrated, and uh, <laughs> uh, he let Matt Harvey know that, and Harvey came out with a similar similar picture on his Instagram account. So um, I'm glad that he, the surgery seems to seems to be successful, and I hope that he can come back strong in uh, 2017. We'll see. Nice. And are you looking forward to the Giants? The Giants, yeah, they should be good. Um, yeah, I'm a big Tom Coughlin fan. Um, I was also, I'm a bit, I'm a little disappointed that he's not back, but, um, their new coach, uh, Ben McAdoo, I think he's, he's keeping what worked from the Coughlin era, but bringing his own flavor, so to speak. 
Um, they got they've got some uh, some new players. They seem like they'll be strong defensively. Um, they've got Eli, big Eli fan. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this to the to the season. The Giants are always going to be competitive. Giants have great ownership, great management. They're always going to put out a quality product. They're not always going to win. They're always going to give you a shot to win, which is what I like. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had a chance? I don't know if you've ever seen it. The show Ballers on HBO with The Rock. Or heard of it? I've heard of it. I've never, I've never seen it. Okay. How is it? It was on in season one. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun show. It's, it's, re- it's realistic enough where you think like that's how stuff goes down in NFL, like free agency and parties and, you know, shenanigans and PRing something and yeah, just had a deal. There was, there was a show similar to that about 10 years ago, right? That got canceled after a season or two. Yeah. Um, you're not talking about Arliss. I know that. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was an ESPN show. It was very similar. It, it was, uh, it was like a serial about, about the NFL. Oh, okay. I, don't I, know. I think it was, was it called Playmakers or something? Sounds familiar. I don't know if I've seen that. Uh, it was an ESPN see- show maybe 10 years ago. Okay. Did you see Concussion at all in the theaters? Or, I did not see concussion. Um, uh, you know, believe it or not, I am, I don't really go for sports movies anymore. No. I mean, I really, I really like Major League. Yeah. I really like The Sandlot. I really like The Program, little known. Well, not oh, little yeah. known. I don't know. The Program you know. was a really intense Disney movie about, um, college sports and, and, and college football in particular, not sugarcoating what the life is like. Other than those three movies, I, I really am not into uh, into sports movies that, that much. Oh, but of course, cool, cool Runnings, Cool Runnings, I do <laughs> like. And uh, um, what is that? I'm blanking on the name of it. It's about the ice Var- skaters. Um, so I think Cool Cool's in the title. It's a sports movie with Cool in the title. No, uh, uh, no, The Cutting Edge. I knew it started with a C. The Cutting Edge. Uh, oh, the like. Skating? Ice skating, yeah. Great sports yeah. movie. Okay. Different than Blades that's of Glory. That's, you know, not Blades of Glory. That was funny. But um no, I don't I don't really go for the recent sports movies. I don't know why. I, I, I'm more okay. into like watching the live sports itself. We're gonna get back to more with Adrian Willerat where we're gonna talk about our time at Tufts University together, what our favorite dining hall was, uh, our my love for Bon Jovi and how he uh, came along for the ride. Uh, how I was a poor husband on my 10th anniversary and the upcoming election. But first, I want to tell you guys about Patreon. Patreon is a website that allows creators like me to be supported while doing this. So if you go to patreon.com slash funny Evan, you will see a bunch of uh, reward tiers and goals that I'm trying to fundraise for and a lot of things you guys can get in return. For as little as $1 a month, you guys can see all my patron-only news updates and feeds, and uh, you're pretty much going to be part of my crew. If you can support me for even like $3 a month, you'll get a certificate saying you are part of my awkward army. 
$5, I would follow you on Twitter uh, or your Facebook page. And for $10, we start giving out some swag. We'll give out, uh, I have a smartphone wallet that I'm currently uh, in production on uh, that I'll give you guys. And just check out, there's tons of tiers. It goes as high as you guys actually having your name as part of the title of the podcast so definitely check out patreon um again for as little as a dollar a month you can put a cap on how much you want to spend you can change your donation whenever you want and uh let's get back to more with adrian we went to tufts together i guess um you had you had a special ability to seem like everyone knew who you were in our year like everyone, like they all knew you were Adrian and they all knew you were the nicest person ever. What, what, what do you think? Why do you think you had that it factor in school? No pressure. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know. People got me. Um, I feel like, I feel like it was a really, Tufts was a really friendly place. And for whatever reason, I thought like it had almost, I don't, I don't know, almost all, that's too extreme. It predominantly had really nice people, really good people. And I felt like people were on the same wavelength. Like people had the same values, had the same interests, had, you know, similar types of humor. And so it was like a, a place where a lot of the student body, you and I included could, yep. could really like bond with a lot of people. And so I really embraced that and I really wanted to, to, to be open and to take advantage of meeting new people and getting to know, uh, you know, our fellow students and to be involved in a lot of activities. And so I just really embraced college life and I really liked all the, all the people at Tufts. It was like such a great, great, great time of my life. If if you could do it again, would you choose for dining halls DeWick or Carmichael? Oh, DeWick. <laughs> that was our spot. That was, was our spot, definitely. Wait, how did you pull a lot of deuces there? Which the people that don't know, deuces are when you have dinner for at least two hours in the dining hall. <laughs> I pulled a lot of deuces in DeWick. Those were, <laughs> those were some of my fondest memories. Eating in DeWitt, closing it down at 7 p.m. Or I think yep. it technically closed at 7, but they kicked you out at 7.30. Oh, um, they like pulled Those it. were great. We just, just kicking back. We had 20 guys at the table. Yep. Hanging out after practice. Those were the days. I love that. Because we, like, you get your food. Obviously, we all show up all, like, stinking, like, just having run six or seven miles. We all grab a long table. We get our dinner food. And then... I guess like to, to elongate our stay, I mean, I think I go back for like cereal for dessert or something. Uh, sometimes they had mozzarella sticks and you just get a whole bowl of mozzarella sticks and that was dinner. Uh, Dewick was it, man. There was some good content. Dewick was great. I rapped in Dewick. I rapped freshman year during the pep rally. That was well, that's it. right. You did. Yeah, that was that rock. That was I, awesome. The sometimes, sometimes when I do high school shows, kids will challenge me to a rap battle, and that's the rap I say. And it's from like Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. It was just like a, some like hip hop kind of rap, but it didn't really like it wasn't like freestyle. Like when the kids like that I run into now, they'll want to rap battle me, and they just let me. Have. <laughs> and all I have is this thing. Uh, I, I still 
I, I assume you destroy them in the rap battle. Uh, I destroyed them in the show, the rest of the show. They were just kind of we're like, okay, this comedy's all right. Let's do a rap battle. I'm like, uh, okay. So someone just comes up and does a rap battle. But yeah, DeWitt, they don't know you've been. Ra- they don't know you. They don't know that you're a veteran rap battler. They you, didn't. That know. You rap battled in like the late '90s. It's always something to keep to keep in my back pocket. To always have that that rap from acting one class ready to go. Uh, nice. We came. We came to your to your to your demonstration for acting one. You had to give a final performance. Oh yeah, that was cool. Fine. Very well done. Oh my gosh. Oh god. In the trailer, it was literally in a trailer. That's right. It was like a, it was a hanger. I think it's a hanger was the term. It was like a, a hanger, the kind of thing you could. I'm not sure what the difference between a hanger and a trailer is, but it was that thing. I think it's like a, a trailer is like probably something where you can like drive it. A hanger is like you have to like kind of get a flatbed to like lift it up, gotcha. and it would take us. All right, like a in full the hanger then. You act yeah. in the hanger. You, and you guys all, yeah, you guys all sat around against the wall. So that was a little, that was good. I did all right. I mean, I knew how to rap. That's all that mattered. That's all that matters. Yes, it is all that matters. Just always have a freestyle ready to go, just in day-to-day life. Just rhyme. Nothing else matters. Metallica. Did we come out to that at the pep rally? Did we? No, we, I think, did we come out to the jungle? Or did the women come out to fly by Sugar Ray? I I think it was the women's cross country team. Yeah, I, I was just I was just blessed that like when we got to cross country that the guys were already listening to Bon Jovi. So I, I know like, you, you would have been like I I found myself. Yeah, I was like we they I go back I went back probably like five or ten years after I graduated and they were still singing "Living on a Prayer" in in the circles at the parties. So I think it, it might really that's uh, awesome. How possible? That's awesome. Yeah. So. It was good. I think we saw them, right? Didn't we see them at Fleet Center? With like, we did. I think you got us tickets. I think we were in the third row. Yeah. Um, Fan club. Back. Pretty cool show. Yep. You rocked it. You rocked it. It was good. It was lively. It was entertaining. I liked it. Good rock show. They got a new album coming out in a few months. Uh, single is out. I do. I've seen. It. I've seen his commercials. I'm. Oh. A, I'm I don't know what to make of them. Well, wait. You not the direct TV commercial. Is this the direct TV commercial? Yes. The DirecTV um, commercials. I don't know what was worse, the DirecTV commercial, or did you see the video where he was like forced to sing "Living on a Prayer" at a wedding? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, that I want to see that. Oh, this like Brazilian singer like had her band, and he she knew he was going to be there, and he's like, "I want no part of singing at this wedding." And then she still added "Living on the Prayer" to the set list, and it was like a Caribbean remix with like trumpets and. He, they, she had she like put him in a corner and he had to come up and it was like so was uncomfortable he, to watch and they weren't even playing it he, he, oh so bad was he was he a uh, guest at the wedding or was he hired to perform at the wedding no no he was a guest he just showed up and just was there as like a civilian oh and uh, they got got wind and like screwed him over and forced him up there that's really unfortunate. The bride and groom, um, who I assume invited him, should have been like, hey, yeah. that's not going to happen. You know what was sad? It's like once he got up there, every single person at the wedding took out their phone and started videoing it. But like the people at the yeah, bride and groom table were just like, they, they were like half drunk and just like filming whatever. It was such, oh, it was a mess. It, it, was, it was a viral mess. But 
you know, at least at least he could that direct TV song enough. But then people got pissed because <laughs> it discouraged having another child. Like, how dare you undo like the birth of a child? It was that's true. That was that was a little strange. You know what? It's it's the business. It's a blip. It's a blip in the in the long story. It's a paragraph in the novel or the story, I guess. <laughs> Is Bon Jovi still touring? They're gonna tour big, yeah. Okay, I They're assume you'll be there. I don't. You know what? I'm not in the fan club anymore. I might go back in. Um, I just don't have the time as much, or I'd rather. I mean, what's the last show I saw? I took Kelly for our anniversary. We saw Blink-182. And she was oh, nice. very disappointed when we got there. Because <laughs> I took her to Vegas and it was like a surprise. And, you know, she thought it was going to be like some kind of like theater thing, some interactive thing. And it's like, it's the joint in Hard Rock Casino. And it's a bunch of like emo metal bands, hard rock bands. Because before them, actually, it was all American Rejects. They were first. Nice. And... Then she's like, I'm sad. I want to leave. So I took her to leave. We we're trying to get a ticket somewhere else. Then she kind of chilled out. We gambled a little, lost a few, won a few. And we went back in and it was a day to remember. And then Blink-182 with the new guitar player. But if you do want to go on YouTube and look up my name in the day to remember, you'll see me next to these day to remember fans that are like all into it. And I'm just like weirded out by them. It's a great 30-second piece of cinema. Silence on the other end. Well, I, <laughs> well it sounds like uh, you, did your, you did your best for the anniversary. Yeah. It and, went up. Uh, I, hope, I hope she was appreciative of it. She was. I mean, the good thing with Vegas is, I mean, you can eat at any time. And every casino is a hotel. And it's always it's always key being able to eat, eat at any any time. Yeah, and it's not it's not priced that bad badly. It's it's pretty pretty reasonable there. You know we're and, we're hitting. Uh, you can always remind her that you took her to um, Santa Barbara one year. I did. And that's gotta that's that's gotta that's gotta carry over, right? She enjoyed playing football that day. That was the one day she liked sports. Nice. Yeah. You can you always you always have um, hey. I can't take you to Santa Barbara every year. <laughs> reminder. Yeah, we've, it's been a variety of things. Sometimes one t- it's one year was a movie. It was our tenth anniversary, so that's why you know we had to do something. Yeah, yeah, that's quality. Quality. Cool, man. So, geez, anything else? Anything else you'd want to discuss? Oh, the election, of course. You're in D.C. It is the most democratic place in the country, but still, what? How do you think this thing is going to play out, my friend? Um, well, I mean, all polls seem to indicate that um, uh, one of the candidates um, is going to be a uh, a strong favorite going into the. <laughs> Uh, election and one is not. I mean, it's just so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Everyone talks about politics all day, every day. Oh. Can't escape it. Do you not escape it? Do you um, think he's still trying to be president, or do you think he's like trying to get out of it by just being as outrageous as possible? Only he knows. <laughs> only he knows. I mean, the thing is, you're right. He is trying to be outrageous as possible, but it looks like that was always his plan. Uh. I mean, it's just so bizarre. It's so bizarre. 
Um, is he joking? Is this the real him? I mean, apparently it is. Um, it's just, it's one of the strangest things. Who knows how history will view it? Yeah. It's like this slice of Americana that you just can't, you just can't make this stuff up. No, you can't. Like, that's why SNL can't parody this because it's already a parody. It's like that's da- a good point. Daily Show can't, you know, Trevor Noah can only do so much than talk about Trump every day, but it's already out there. It's so bizarre. I think I just heard uh, one Beckett Sage Rex tell in the background. You hear him in the background? I'm sure he's going to be in the background of this entire thing. He's going to be yelling. He's like playing and yelling in the bathroom. Is he Is he in the background or is he in the bathroom? He's in the. He's been in the bathroom the entire time. I have almost closed the bathroom door. I've almost closed my door. But still, he's that loud. Hey, he's got he's got 70 toys in the bathtub with him. If I had 70 toys in the bathtub, I'd never come out. He's got 99 toys and a lack of toys ain't one. I don't know. There you go. Um, well, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna go outside the, t- the final two like I did in 2012. So, cause really? I'm, what I'm, does that I'm, mean? I'm probably, I'm, I'm going libertarian, man. I think I'm gonna do that. Okay. I know. I mean, okay. There's a lot against us. I mean, they got to make 15% in the polls and he's not really there yet. So I don't know if he's going to get on the debate stage. I think that'd be a big deal if he did. Uh, but, and I actually like wanted to get some information, like some libertarian information sent to me. And I think it just sucks because like Republicans got the color red and Democrats have the color blue. So libertarians, their color scheme for like their promo is like yellow and brown or silver. It's like the Liberty Bell and yellow. So aesthetically, they have a lot of adversity to overcome. So That's true. I never even thought about that. You're right. They can't. Well, I mean, you've got, you've got elephant, you've got donkey. What's their animal? I, I have no idea. And then like the green party obviously must have the color green in their, in, I've never been to their website. We probably, we could ask Sean because Sean was a big Ralph Nader guy in college. That's right, Sean Aronson. I went and saw yeah. him a couple months ago. He did. I know. I, yeah. You got, it was in Hawaii? It was. It was great. It was great to see the guy. I hadn't seen him in 10 years. This is 11 good. years, actually. Is, this, is the hair big or is it tight? Because you like have a big, how would you rate his fro? Um, you know, he had just gotten a haircut, believe it or not. Ugh. Um, he had some job interviews and he wanted yeah. to look sharp. So I don't mm. blame him for that. But I think, I think his hair was pretty long, um, the day before I saw him. Okay. Um, yeah, but he's, he's, he's the same, which you'll be happy to hear. That's good. Cause yeah, I still have, I still have four states to go to make all 50 and Hawaii is one of them. I got to. Just never time. Idaho, Idaho, Montana. Those. It's down. Iowa, Utah. I just checked off. I got, I got a Hawaii, New Mexico, Arkansas, Mississippi. Okay, uh, you can do it. You can I definitely could do, do it. I'm in touch with some Mississippi people. I gotta get back at them. Yeah. Give Eli a call. See if he can hook you up with Ole Miss. I know. I'm in touch with the, I'm actually in touch with the Hillel at Old Miss. And I don't know how, I'm sure it's a small Hillel, but 
if they can get me there, I'm down. I'm down just to check it off. do that. It'd be great. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, all right, train. Th- this was fun. I think we've let, we've let everyone we've gone to college with catch up. I think we're going to, we're going to get some, some listens on this sucker. Nice. Yeah. It was, it was fun chatting with you. We should do it again sometime. Yeah. Any, anything you would like to plug, <laughs> anything you'd like to promote coming up, whether you're in it or not related to it at all. Any summer movies? I don't have anything to, I don't have anything to plug. I mean, <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, no, nothing to plug, nothing I, to plug at all. I do have to, but, t- uh, I, I did go in and I am now approved for TSA pre. So I thought you'd just like to know that. Nice. Nice. And I, I believe it works out for you. I believe the credit card I use, like I think if you use an Amex, they like it's a statement credit. So I think it's like Amex pays for it. Okay. So if you have Amexes out there, check it out. Get your TSA pre. <laughs> I hope that you are able to go sailing through security checkpoints. I'll be like, it's all right, man. I got Adrian. Adrian's my friend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll hook you up. Just, uh, just, just drop my name. <laughs> For all the right reasons. All right, trade. Exactly. Uh, this is a good time. Uh, thanks for being on episode number two. And we will, uh, you're welcome. We will share the love. I'll talk to you. All right, man. Talk to you later. Peace out. All right. I want to once again, thank Adrian Willerat, the A train for coming on socially awkward. Great catching up with him. If you are my Facebook friend, feel free to hunt him down and message him to get a profile picture. Uh, again, stay in touch with the show, awkwardwithevan.com or awkwardwithevan on Twitter and Facebook uh, to support the show, uh, patreon.com slash funnyevan. And uh, before I sign off, I did want to uh, give a shout out to – not really a shout out. I mean – uh, truth of the matter is, a few hours ago, I had to put down my dog, uh, who we had since 2008. Someone else rescued him, so we adopted him from that person. And uh, he was great. He was he was his own man and uh, did his own thing, hid under our bed, had some fun. But, you know, when you, dogs get old, little dogs, they, uh, they sometimes age fast towards the end. So... Uh, the family had to had to make a decision that was uh, in his best interest. So uh, that's been a little rough today, but uh, Rocky was was a good one, and uh, definitely liked having him around. It's a little weird having a little less life in your house. Um, anyway, uh, do listen to episode three next week. It's a theme episode. One of the ways I accumulate Facebook friends was just by randomly uh, adding people named Evan. So next week, episode three, it's the Evan Club. We're coming back. The Evans are taking over. Uh, See you then. And thanks again for checking out Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. Wexel.